This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is Behind the Rose, where Bachelor Nation meets country music and everything in between. Here's your host, Blake Horseman. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Behind the Rose podcast. I'm your host, Blake Horseman, here with my buddy, as usual, Eric Bradley. And today we do not have a Bachelor episode to recap. So instead, we have an amazing interview with Lana Scott. You guys might know Lana from her top eight finish in The Voice. We talked to Lana about her move to Nashville, her relationship with Blake Shelton as her coach, and how her sixth time auditioning for The Voice was the charm. But first, let's chat a little bit about Chicago, Eric. Uh, quick trip, Chicago. We were there less than 24 hours, which honestly was kind of nice. It's kind of nice getting out of that city, especially in January. Yeah, it's kind of bummed we had to cancel the Nashville plans, but super bummed, super bummed. Um, but yeah, Chicago that was great. Yeah, it was awesome. Uh, for yeah, I mean, it was great. We got first, we got to meet Serena for the first time. Um, well, see, so yeah, Serena and Joe as a couple. As a couple, I mean, it was like literally for twenty minutes before yeah. they went off to their date night with <laughs> with Kenny and Mari. Kenny and Mari. <laughs> um, but yeah, she seemed great. I mean, talked to her for a little bit, but. It's always good to see Joe and, and Clay and Andrew and the whole squad. We met Rick. Yeah. First time meeting Rick. Rick. Is part of the family now. Yeah, part of the fam now. He came out to the show. Uh, he is the most fun. polite shot pourer ever. <laughs> Such a nice guy. So, <laughs> so like, I don't, I mean, I wouldn't say quiet. He's just like reserved, I guess, a little bit, but, um, such a nice guy. He was such a nice guy. Yeah. He uh, hit watching him pour shots in drunk girls mouths at the, at the show was pretty funny. He was almost Comical. like one of those old school, like butlers. Like he should have had like a napkin draped over his arm, like <laughs> and like under the uh, chin of the ladies. Like, yeah, yeah. He was so polite. At one point he was like, dude, I felt so bad. The, like the third girl, it came out so fast, just poured all over her face. Like, oh, <laughs> it's oh funny. they don't mind. You want to know the difference between me and Rick? Because I, I enjoy yeah. when they when they go when they put them out and they accidentally go all over the face and all over the shirt. I'm like, oh, oops. Uh, we are talking about shots out of a bottle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also That's funny, though. I mean, he was a really nice guy. Um, Unbelievably he came out. polite. Yeah, very nice guy. Um, and yeah, the crowd was wild. I, you know, I going in, I was like, oh, it's January. It's cold. You know, I don't know what kind of crowd we're going to pull. Fuck. It might have been our rowdiest crowd yet, honestly. It was... It was lit. Well, yeah, it was the first time we had played that room, which yeah, is actually, yeah. yeah, it's funny. I see like some people talking like how bourbon's all over, but yeah, they have three different mm-hmm. event venues, basically. It's a huge in one place. massive warehouse. Yeah, it's a huge place. And now we played all three big rooms, all three yeah. rooms now mm-hmm. main room, main DJ or main club room, 
I think there was that I would consider well, maybe think, the one of your last night. I would say the first two the the first two are like kind of event spaces. Yeah. The, the one we were at this past weekend was actually like a nightclub vibe. Club. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So, I mean, bourbon's always, bourbon's fantastic to play at and, and party at guys go out and see bourbon. If you haven't, uh, for the Chicago area, but they treat us right over there every single time So shout out to bourbon and Kenny and the whole team down there. Yeah. And yeah, go, go see the, uh, the power couple of bourbon street, Mari and Kenny. They're just <laughs> yeah, the Mario king and, and Queens yeah. walking around there. Yeah. Yeah. It's great to see them too. Good to see Kenny and stuff. And, Chicago's always a good time. So shout out to Chicago is another and awesome hopefully, event. After talking with him, I think we'll probably be back there for a March, April, May, or May, June, July kind of run. Yeah. Like another three-month run here in a couple months. So yeah. And then take so, a couple months off and then back in the uh fall winter. Yeah. So we'll be back out there for sure. Um, yeah, and then yeah, again, bummed we couldn't make out to Nashville. Uh the weather. Uh, didn't work out. I don't think we could have even flown in. A lot of people didn't, weren't able to fly into Nashville because of the weather. So we're hoping to reschedule that and we'll have the date soon. Or do you, should we just announce it, Matt? Uh, yeah, I will be out there. We'll hopefully in a couple of weeks. Yeah, we'll hopefully, hopefully be out there. 29th and 30th. Hopefully it is the AFC Championship game in Nashville against the Bills. That's what I'm hoping. Yeah. Bills versus I, Titans. Holy shit, man. That'd be or, so much fun. Or, or Chiefs versus Titans. I'd rather have Bills Titans fucking for sure. Bills fans are way crazier than Chiefs. No offense to Chiefs fans, but I would be a little bit Bills. of a hater. I think I think Cincinnati's gonna upset Tennessee this weekend, though. Oh <laughs> shit. No way. I don't man. want it to happen. No way. I don't want it to happen because no I want no fucking it. way. Now you're on that. They almost lost to the fucking Raiders, bro. No fucking way. You were way. on the Raiders bandwagon. Yeah, so. and they lost in <laughs> the last second. You act like since he blew them out. They lost last second by a touchdown. No way, man. No fucking way. Oh. Titans are going to smash them. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so, yeah, we're looking at maybe that the last weekend in, in January, reschedule that, which I'm excited about. That's going to be wild. Nashville's already crazy, let alone the AFC Championship, hopefully. Fingers crossed. Yeah. Win or lose, they'll be drinking there. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. even if they lose, it'll be a Bills after party. So <laughs> that's so true. Well, oh, yeah, or Jason will be there Chiefs. for sure. Yeah, like, Jason, all his buddies from Buffalo will probably come down. That's gonna be a wild weekend. I'm yeah. hoping Bills, Titans, please, please, please. It's that'd a win-win so either way. Yeah, exactly. That'd be fun. Um, and then yeah, this weekend we're back here in Denver at my high spirits Saturday night. Really excited about that. That place is always a good time. So we'll see you out there, Denver. Um, and there was a a few bachelor weddings this past weekend. Yeah. Yeah. Had a couple. One that Derek. was under the radar. Which... Derek and Sa- Saffron. Is that how you say your name? Saffron, right? I think it's, yeah, Saffron. They got married out of nowhere. They just posted today uh, with their rings on and everything. So shout out to them. We love, we love Derek and um, they're the best. I, I met, I met Saffron at uh, Ben's wedding. She was awesome. Fit right in with the crew. Uh, so yeah, congrats to them, those two. Uh, a happy life, happy marriage for those and two. Jordan Kimbrell. Oh shit, that's right. Jordan Kimbrell got married too. Yeah. Fuck. Um, yeah, good for him. I mean, I haven't talked to Jordan in a very long time, but uh, I've, I've never met him. Don't know. Him, oh, you so. never even met him. Oh uh-uh. wow. Um, Not one of the few I don't know. I honestly haven't talked to him since Paradise, and I barely talked to him then. But um, yeah, good for. I forgot he. She looks gorgeous. I mean, it looked like a gorgeous wedding. I did see the pics and videos and everything. So shout out to Jordan uh, and his wife now. Um, good for them. Good for them. Also, um, I think uh, expecting a new baby. Yeah. Into the nation, right? Raven and Adam. Raven and Adam. Looks like she went to birth today. Uh, yeah. So is yeah. it birth or labor? What? what it, is labor. It, I guess technically labor. Yeah. She's yeah, giving labor. birth, going into labor, <laughs> going into she, labor, giving birth. 
she's uh she's a few centimeters dilated is that what yeah, you say free i don't know what that means <laughs> but yeah i mean i saw she's said, opening uh, up <laughs> the birth canal is <laughs> so uh good for them though man she's i feel like she's been pregnant forever i don't know why but i just feel like she's pregnant forever i even checked the other day I was like is she had a baby yet nope um that's how so i good feel for them. ashley ashley do i agree ashley too. i feel like it seems ashley's like... been pregnant forever <laughs> i agree she's running on 12 months i swear yeah. man i agree she's two years in he's got to be ready to pop any minute now too she was ready to pop two months ago with Ben's <laughs> I, wedding. Know, I know i agree um yeah Jeez. um that's so great i'm excited for raven and um yeah i mean just more bachelor babies Spitting them yeah. out, and it'll be two more this year. Yeah, shoot, that's crazy. So, and I guess a couple other things since there is no episode tonight. Uh, but I have to ask about some of uh, Cass, Cass's, Cassidy's videos that came out this week. Woo! I, I love, I, I, she, she ain't lying. <laughs> Listen, I agree with some of the stuff she was saying. Um, I think her, uh, the way she maybe went about it was wrong, but it's working as far as like. I mean, she clearly doesn't mind being a villain. She doesn't give two shits about being a villain. And I completely agree with her when she said that. Yeah, she had sex. Well, yeah, and Clay, she was like, Clay was about to give a rose to a girl who was fucking engaged days ago, and I fucked some dude. Like, And I agree with her Months 100%. Ago. And the best part is it sounds like Clayton fucks his whole final three. So, like, it's just going to get worse for Clayton, you know? No, I completely agree, actually, with her on that stance. Yeah, I'm 100%. on her side on this yeah. one. Like, on that I one. Mean, in yeah. all honesty, too, I don't – is she a villain, though? Too, like, yeah, she's all she's doing is she's playing the game how she wants to play it but she don't give two fuck she's a villain dude the way that she didn't help the girls set up was, for the birthday party that's villain that's villain-esque for sure yeah see yeah, like i would villain. say like shanene and uh Shanae's a real world villain that, yeah. <laughs> and the <laughs> other like, girl oh claire like kind of in the beginning like i see them as kind of like the villains like kind of i just think Cass is sticking to her own little like way like I, I, yeah but she i mean the reason i think she's a villain is because she treats the other women like shit like you know what i mean like she'll give a fuck about them that's villainous i this is what i said i think shanae is like a real life villain like a some of the things that she said was like oh you can't even say that in real life let alone a reality show where i think i think cassie's a bit more of a like funny villain you know what i mean she's like a corinne villain you know what i mean she's like a corinne villain or maybe a demi villain because even demi was considered the villain on her season you know what i mean yeah so I guess, like, yeah, I, I agree. I see what you're saying, and I kind of agree. Because it's like I, yeah. all she's doing is getting in the other women's heads. Like, she ain't doing nothing to really like hurt them, or but like it's not good. Bring them I mean, down. She thinks her and Clayton at this point are like great, and they're not. Like, I think she's gonna maybe last one more week. <laughs> you know, so it'd be different. <laughs> yeah. Like Demi lasts a long way. So did Corinne. Corinne made Final Four, and she's probably one of the biggest villains the show's ever had. She made five. She made hometowns. Is she dating old boy from? Uh... What's Corinne? the Florida show? Siesta Key? Corinne? Uh, yeah. I, don't, I have no idea. Was, I saw she was on like, uh, well, I follow Sam from who is dating. What is the Siesta Key girl? Dang it. Juliet oh, yeah, Porter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah Porter. I, saw, I saw like she was hanging out with him out here in Aspen. Interesting. I was maybe. Wondering. <laughs> Possibly. I don't, I don't know Corinne at all. But maybe we'll get that, uh, get that rumor started. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right here on Behind the Rose Podcast. I'm going to reach out to Sam. <laughs> <laughs> oh man do you want to give a shout out to our friends game of roses their book drops oh, today <laughs> he's holding it up for those of you that yes. can't see which is yeah, nobody it, it drops today the 18th so how to win the bachelor you're gonna have to you have to let me know man you're gonna have to let me know i what thought they like. sent you one 
they might have. I guess I haven't checked my mail in a few days. I'll have to look. I'll have to check it out. If I do, I'll have to check it out because I'm interested to see like what kind of strategy they actually have in there and if it would work. Yeah, I need, I want to read this too a little bit. They said they had a contestant in this current season. I read I read that somewhere too. I saw something about that. I wonder if it's Cass. Is she gone? Failed badly. <laughs> she failed badly. I'm super interested to see who it is too. Yeah. What if it's like somebody who wins? What if it's like somebody in the top three? It would be yeah. so funny. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah, how to yeah. win the basher. We'll see if that's actually a good strategy or playbook, if you will. I'll have to look into it. Has been getting... And also, well, They Joe, posted a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh, I know. Well, I, I love their little edits with Yeah, them. yeah, their edits are funny. The people holding the book. Yeah, their edits are really funny. Chad and Lizzie, they're... Yeah, they're they're hilarious. They are very funny. I can't wait to. I'll have to read it and check it out. I'll have to let them know. I'll have to let them know my uh, notes, if you will. <laughs> I guess this, the this fits into your question you had on your uh, Instagram yesterday about reading. So this could be a book you could pick up. <laughs> yeah, I need. You know what? Maybe that'll be my book for February or March. Yeah, because yeah, I'm. I think Green Light's gonna be my Audible book. <laughs> <laughs> Eddie reads. Is Audible books count as actual reading? Uh, I feel like you're putting it in your brain. You say yes. Yeah, see, I, I, so I say no. But I seventy percent of the people on my that follow me say yes, it counts. No kidding. I'm yeah, shocked. I mean, I if I don't do Audible and I actually have to physically read, I it takes me months to finish a book because I fall asleep mm-hmm. every time. Me too. It tires I, me out too. Yeah, totally. it just. I mean, people say it relaxes you. You should read a book before bed. It relaxes you. Yeah, I'll read like page one a hundred times. <laughs> but if I throw an Audible on in the car, I'll get engaged in the story. And dude, I don't know. We're just lazy. We can't even. Yeah. We can't. Can't even read anymore we gotta have somebody audible, read yeah. to us <laughs> <laughs> audible books are the best though on road trips and shit they're the best yeah yeah cool all right well uh anything else i think we kept caught up all the bachelor nation uh chicago and denver this weekend coming up our interview with lana scott I know we're from The Voice, singer, songwriter, and big Dasher fan, Lena Scott. Thanks for coming on, Lena. <laughs> Thanks for having me. I'm so excited to be here. I appreciate it. We've been hearing a lot. Eddie's been talking a lot about you, so we're excited to have you on. Aw, well, I, I had the privilege of meeting Eddie when I was visiting home in Hampton Road, so that was great. Thank you. Didn't you also pop on his station a little bit? I did. Actually, during my course of the, the show, The Voice, I was interviewed by 97.3 The Eagle with Cash and Annalise throughout the whole course of my journey from the beginning to the end. So when I was in town, they had me come co-host with them twice. And that was oh, a lot that's of awesome. fun. <laughs> yeah, oh, it, it was a scam. One of them was on vacation one week and uh, <laughs> Annalise was out. So I said, hey, have Lana come in and co-host with you. And then the next week, Cash was out. And Annalise was like, well, I didn't get to meet her. So she came in. So I got two days of work out of her without having to pay. <laughs> yeah, so that was your idea. I didn't know that. Yeah, it worked out that's well. That's great. Well, thank you. Because it was so much fun. It was really cool to see behind the scenes of how all that works with the radio and the crew. Now, once you get to a label, Eddie's going to hold that over your head and you'll be back <laughs> a lot. I will take credit for hold- every bit of her success. Yes. <laughs> He's yeah. going to have the edge on all the competitors in that market. Hey. <laughs> it's going to be a lot of success too. I'll tell you what, 
We're big fans over here. I mean, so how often do you get back? You, you mentioned, you know, you're out there from where Eddie's at down in Virginia. How often do you get back? And when's the move to Nashville? Oh, he knows. He heard on the radio. <laughs> um, I go home like at least twice a year because I'm a big family person. I am love my mom and my dad. And um, so I, I spend as much time with them as I can and kind of recharge and reset. But I am, like you said, I am moving to Nashville. Uh, actually, I got a place. It's happening oh. February 1st. So like it's it's official. So yes, love to hear it. I'll be able to come home much more too. I'm planning actually a, a hometown show at Eagles Nest that we're in the talks and work. So so that'll be a lot of fun. Obviously, most of the artists we talk to are from Nashville. We're make we're actually going to be in Nashville this this weekend. Blake's DJ in uh, Whiskey Row. Yeah. Yeah. That is so cool that you DJ, by the oh, way. Thank you, thank you. Yeah. We go for just like deciding you're going to do that and just Went taking it. it up. I believe <laughs> yeah. in that. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Next time, I mean, when you move out there, we'll be out there often. You have to come out to one of our shows for sure. That would be so fun. Absolutely. Yeah, it'd be a lot of fun. So you're living in LA right now, though, right? I am. Yeah. Yeah. So are you looking forward to getting out of LA and, and trying out Nashville or do you love LA? I really am. I'm, as you know, like I'm from Virginia, but I have that like traveler's itch. Like I love to travel. I've got that adventurous side. And it was really between Nashville and LA for me in the first place. Cause I love country and went to school at Berkeley in Boston, put a country band together, did originals, did some covers, but I just happened to know more musicians and felt more connected to LA. And I just curiosity wanted to do the LA thing. So mm -hmm. I feel like Nashville has been a long time coming and now I have the means. I just, there's so many reasons and I call them God winks that are just pulling me out there. So I'm excited to, to do it. I like that. God winks. I like that a lot, actually. Yeah. Yeah. I got that from my mom. Oh, that's great. That's cool. <laughs> Those serendipitous moments where, you yeah. know, you're like, this is too good to just be happenstance, you know, the timing. It's kind of the timing's pretty good right now and everything. Yeah. Yeah. That's exciting. I mean, I talked about how much we love Nashville and everything. And so you're going to love it down there. So you talked a little bit about Berkeley. You went to Berkeley and everything. So obviously music has always been something that's, that's kind of driven you. Oh yeah. Since I could speak, I've been singing and standing on chairs and tables, oh. but I used to be so shy. I used to say, don't look at me. And then I'd <laughs> sing and then people could start to turn around. So my friends and family that I've known since childhood are like, it's so cool to see that you were so shy. And then you're singing on the voice, like walking around the stage. Owning it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the same principle. Don't look at me. And then oh, they the turn voice. around yeah. and see you on the voice. <laughs> that's so good. That's so true. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So was your plan? I mean, obviously you went to Berkeley. I've read somewhere you worked at a cruise ship. You sang on a cruise ship for a little while. I did. That's I awesome. Five, five cruise ships. Oh, wow. Each one was six months. So I was in, they call it the rock band, but you do a little bit of everything. Of course, my favorite nights were country. And most of those contracts, I was actually able to do original songs like in the acoustic late night sets or on the big stage. One time, the whole band just learned my song and I got to perform my song and tell everybody it was mine. So wow, it was definitely a great experience. I, I learned a lot about stamina, um, doing the same songs all the time. That's what artists do on the road. That's what I'm trying to do. So learning how to make each performance count and matter and believing it and selling it. Um, I mean, it was great for so many reasons, but yeah, it was a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah. I feel like that's actually a pretty cool way to like, I guess, sharpen your tools, you know, as you will, because the most interesting thing is the stamina because I feel like they work you to death on those cruise ships from what I've heard. Oh yeah. Like four hours a night. 
Yeah. With, with one night off. So every night I'm singing and singing. And luckily, sometimes you'd have a singing partner who would, you know, take the lead. Then you'd take the lead. You could rest your voice a little more. But every set had at least two or three, like, to the wall yeah. songs where I was like, I had to take care of myself and learn how to do that and keep it going. So. Yeah, that's going to pay off in the future for sure because the road's the same way every night, you know, one night off. I'm trying to find out. <laughs> <laughs> you will soon. You will soon. Tell us about the voice a little bit because, like you said, that's kind of where I think, you know, a lot of people know your name and recognize you. How did you exactly did you get on the show? Did you, I don't know, apply? How did that work? Actually, about 10 years ago, I took the the China bus from Virginia to New York and did the cattle call. Like the first, you know, you go to this big stadium. It's a two-day audition. It was season two of The Voice. Oh, wow. And I made it that first time to the callback, which was everything to me. I was just on a whim. Like, I got to try this. Didn't know what would happen. And I didn't make it the next step because there's a few steps before what people see on the show. But I remembered feeling like, man, I can either take this as an encouragement because I made it this far my first try or I can be super discouraged and just give up. And so I, I decided to, to turn that almost into a success and keep coming back. So this season that I did season 21 was my sixth audition. Interesting. <laughs> wow. That's amazing. Every time I did it, I got a little step further, yeah. a step further. And then they started inviting me to come audition and I'm like, okay, so they are noticing me and, Sometimes it comes down, I know, to casting and having someone like you, someone who's waited longer. So not taking it personally and letting that knock on the door count every time has been, I think, what got me there. Yeah, I was going to say, like, did your face just start becoming very familiar to the voice team, like just popping up everywhere? I think so. Yeah, there was one casting producer who's become like a friend to me because he's believed in me, but he doesn't make the ultimate decision at the end of the day. So, but he can kind of bring me in and present me. So it's been cool to, of course, you know, build mm -hmm. friendships with people behind the scene because it takes a village. Any big thing does. So I'm still friends with a lot of the producers from The Bachelor, actually. So I know what you mean. Yeah, totally. Still texting saying Merry Christmas, Happy New yeah. Year. Thanks yeah. for everything you did for me. I actually, I watch The Bachelor differently now, now that I've been on a reality show and I see people in their interviews and I understand more of what that entails. And I'm sure when you guys have your, you know, first episode out, you're all texting each other like, here we go. And yep, yeah, exactly. It's different. It's a different type of show, but it's similar in a way. So it's cool to have that insight. Yeah. And you probably watch it. Like, obviously I watch the show through a different lens now. I bet you kind of in a way now you kind of, do you, do you believe less now when you're watching the bachelor? Do you like, Oh, she got manipulated into that. Or, Oh, that's <laughs> like, do you, do you watch it like that now? Um, I wonder, I wonder, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. I wonder how much was like their choice and, and mm -hmm. how much was, I did watch that show unreal once. Mm -hmm. And I was like, is that how it works? <laughs> I will say on this topic though. And I, you know, I, I'm really happy to say that on the voice, Everything I said, everything I wore was all my choice. Like nobody like made me wear this or do that or say this thing that way. And there was so much freedom in that that I didn't I didn't know what to expect. I hoped for that. But right. getting there and seeing how much freedom to express myself how I wanted was a learning experience in itself. Cause there were moments like I'm a silly person and I wanted to kind of be silly and I thought this might look stupid, but I <laughs> promised to be myself. So the very first clip that you see of me in my blind audition is me singing to Blake's picture. And that was just a moment of me just like, you know, but, yeah. but it, it is cool to see now when I watch the voice, cause I'll always watch it. I'm a fan of the show. Always have been, um, 
it's going to be cool to know, like you said, what goes on behind it, watching it next time. So yeah. I'm excited. Yeah. You mentioned Blake's picture. Which Blake are we talking about here? <laughs> <laughs> I was singing Honeybee to this Blake's picture. <laughs> I do love that song. He turns around. I'm like, that's not Blake. That's not the Blake I thought. Blake was really excited when I told him you were team Blake. <laughs> <laughs> we love to hear it. We love to hear it. <laughs> but um, how, what was that moment? I kind of want to get in that. What was that moment like when you when you saw Blake turn around and you know you know some of those chairs around? How did that feel? That <laughs> I'll never forget that feeling that day. I like I said for so long I wanted just that shot. Like sixth time, I just wanted a chance to get on that stage and try because I just believed. I'm like I think somebody could turn, and so my biggest goal in my head was by the end of the song at least one chair hopefully will turn. So when Blake turned in my first verse, I was. I didn't even show anything on my face because I didn't, it didn't process yet. I was still just like, got to keep singing the song. And then Callie turns and then I start responding and realizing like two people have turned and I haven't (laughs) even hit the second verse yet. So that totally surpassed my like wildest hopes and dreams. Um, And it it was, it was crazy seeing, you know, my two of my idols really staring right back at me and choosing me. Um, I grew up listening to Callie Clarkson, singing her songs in my room and, and listening to country music, loving Blake Shelton, like I can sing, you know, at least 30 of his songs word for word that I've loved. And like, so I'm a big fan. And for him to believe in me and her to believe in me and the fight that went down between them yeah. was crazy. Uh, yeah, very surreal, very wild. I was going to use that word surreal. It's got to be such a surreal moment. Like, am I dreaming? You know, like, is this real? Like one of those kind of moments. And honestly, like there was a point after that happened where I'm talking with my friends and my family and I kept saying, like, I just can't believe it as I'm telling the story. <laughs> and I realized I'm like, at some point I have to believe it because mm. I've worked for this for so long and I have to know now that it's happening, I need to receive it now and like step into this and kind of own it, if you will. Cause there's that imposter syndrome sometimes like me, mm. it's happening to me. And, and I think that's good. And I always, you know, want to and will keep that humility, but it's such a dream and something that I've dreamt of for 10 years. So when it actually became a reality, it took a few weeks to just process is what I'm saying. It was, but then I'm like, okay, this is, I'm here. This is great. It's happening. We'll be right back. So obviously you're a big fan of Blake and we've been, you know, we all know him. We're all fans of him and everything. How was he as a coach? What was he like as a coach? Like, was he a little hard? Was he, you know, hard nosed? Was he pretty easy to get along with? What was that like? He was really easy to get along with. Blake actually reminds me of my family. Like, it's a Scott thing. We always say that's a Scott thing when you're just tell it like it is. Don't take yourself too seriously. I feel like when I'm with Blake, I'm with like my dad or my uncles, like that same sense of humor that I grew up with. And I think that's why. We got along so well because Blake would say something crazy and I would just match him and be like, oh, yeah, tell me more. And we just kind of very quickly on had this banter. It was, it was fun. Um, but, yeah, like he, he takes it really seriously. And, I mean, if you watch the show, all jokes aside because he's so fun and entertaining, mm-hmm. he's very heartfelt and intentional and he knows what he's talking about, whatever genre you are. And so – we all respect Blake. Like if Blake stands up, that's a big deal. Like, you know, um, so yeah, I, I really respect him, but, and I was really happy to see that on and off camera, he's still that same person that you see on the show. Very funny, very silly, like 
one time he was coaching me and giving me this serious pep talk. And then he's like, by the way, if this guy behind you is creeping you out, you just let me know. <laughs> and I turn around and it's just a camera guy like doing his job. <laughs> and I start laughing and, you know, he's got all these jokes with the band and it's like a big family. So it was a lot of fun. He made it very comfortable for That's all That's good, us. which is yeah. important. And uh, I feel like Blake and, and all the judges to a degree – they really care about like your guys' career. Like they want to legitimately help you in your career and your talent and everything. So it's always, I love that show as well. Actually, I love the voice. Yeah, they're yeah. genuinely super invested. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. for sure. Yeah, especially when you saw all the tears from Ariana this season. I mean, really invested. And it, yeah, it's, it's beautiful to see each of the coaches has a different kind of love language of how they show that. You know, I think Ariana, like very visibly invested. Yeah. And then Blake, you know, he'll take his... A, a second like you know after he gives you notes on camera and then kind of walk back and give you a little more and it shows like you know i really care about you guys even when the cameras are off yeah exactly i'm gonna yeah. tell you again great job today you mm-hmm. know and so those little things mean a lot at least to me and even amongst themselves they have to be super competitive because they want to win yeah exactly for the bragging rights to the show yeah right I can't, I can't wait to see this next season because Kelly just won and Blake and Kelly are like yeah. always back <laughs> neck to neck. So it's going to be good next season, I'm sure, between them. So you had a, a couple pretty amazing performances when you're on the show. What stands out yeah. to you? What's, what's probably your favorite one that you, you know, either whether it be the, the actual performance or the song itself. I appreciate that. Thank you. Uh, I think my favorites, I really love them all in different ways. I don't, I, it's hard for me to say the best or my favorite, but right. I think the two that stand out the most to me are Wildest Dreams, um, the Taylor Swift performance that I did, and the one that got away, Katy Perry's song. And as a country artist, I did a lot of like country radio now songs, which I, I wanted and asked for because I wanted to show America where I see myself, which is radio and it's current and it's now. So I'm so blessed and grateful that I got to do that on the show. Um, but the reason I say those is because I was able to really express myself more as a country artist by taking a pop song and making it my own. Mm. I was able to really manipulate and change and rearrange the songs, like stripping them down, adding the fiddle, changing the drum beat. And so when those were received well, that meant extra to me because I put more into the musical arrangement too. So I would say those ones. Word. What a great answer. That is such a good answer. Oh, that was thank good. you. Because <laughs> that's so true. Like, I just, you know, I forget a lot that, like, obviously these are, like, world-famous songs and everything, amazing songs, but you can twist them and turn them, make them into, you know, your own. And yeah. that's pretty cool that, like you said, it's got to be a good feeling when when the audience really enjoys it. Right. And watching the show all these years, those are my favorite performances. You know, when, when someone really does their own thing with a big song, that's to me what makes the voice the voice. That's what made me fall in love with the show. And I always wondered how much the artist had to do with that. So again, getting to be there and having that free range and the band is incredible. They've been on the show since like season one. Um, and they just receive things really well. As long as you communicate it well, they'll take it and run with it and then celebrate it. So it was just, man, like it really did a lot for me with like my confidence and my calling for these people of this stature to be like, good job. I'm yeah. Like, that means a lot coming from you. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, it's, a, it's not the drunk guy holding the Bud Light at the bar. It's right? fucking Blake Shelton. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Even though he is probably the drunk guy holding the Bud Light <laughs> yeah. at the bar, though, too. <laughs> just a couple yeah. of number ones under his belt. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> so that's pretty cool. So, how does it work? 
when, you know, obviously, you know, you don't win, you make it really far. Do you, are you still in con? Like, do you have, do you text Blake Shelton? How does it work once you're kind of <laughs> off the show? You know what I mean? Honestly, like, you know, Blake told me and some of the people on our team from the beginning, like the goal, obviously you want to win, but the goal isn't necessarily that, like, you just want to do your best every time. And, um, I, you know, I don't have his phone number, um, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I went on to the show knowing like, like realistic expectations. Like my hope is to hopefully get coached by Blake and get to have a good experience with him on the show. Now, anything like off the show would be icing on the cake, but I'm not expecting it. He has told me a couple times on and off camera that we're going to be singing together. Hey, I don't know that's that amazing. <laughs> I feel like he's done that with quite a few of his other past teammates. I feel like so much of it is what we do with this because so many people get this amazing opportunity and it can be overwhelming and it's kind of like, what next? And I thank God that I didn't get on the show 10 years ago because I was still figuring out who I am as an artist, my sound. I hadn't written all these originals yet. Like I probably would have been lost after the show, just personally. And so now I'm I'm ready. Like I'm moving to Nashville. I got the songs. I got the resources. And hopefully, you know, Blake or other other people will catch wind of that and see like post show this girl's serious. She's she's not yeah. stopping. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Some God winks along the way, right? There's just God 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 some God winks. <laughs> yeah. And I've already had, you know some cool opportunities presented. Like I got a couple old red gigs booked and that's Blake's doing. That's his, you know, um, yeah. venues, chain venues around. Um, and then a couple of things that aren't official yet, but, but very exciting. So I look forward to being able to share, but again, yeah. I just believe that as long as you kind of keep taking those steps forward, other things will, will come. Amen. And I think even whether it be the voice or even American Idol or some of the other shows, the person who wins is honestly rarely the most successful. Like I think it's the people yeah. who have that fire in them. Uh, mm -hmm. and it doesn't matter what place they come in or whatnot. It's the fire in them and the, you know, the, the ability to, to go on after. So yeah, it's yeah. pretty cool. You got that. It sounds like so. Thanks Blake. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> is there anything you can tease as far as like maybe some shows you have coming up or anything like that? Yeah. Well, there is an old red gig and Tisha Mingo, <laughs> still getting that Nailed right. it. Nailed it. <laughs> That's Blake's home. Blake's yeah. home. And yeah. he like, sometimes he pops in and I'm like, ah. That'd so be so cool. cool. Um, that's, that's on the calendar for March 18th. Um, okay. So I'm really excited about that. Going to do some originals, some covers, some songs from the show. Probably going to keep it more acoustic, intimate. Um, and that'll be great. That's, that's going to be a ticketed event. I'm going to be promoting that really soon. Um, and then there's a special song from the show that I, I haven't, you know what? I'm going to say it here. I'm going to say it here that I'm, that I'm releasing, um, in early March, don't have the exact date yet, but early March, I am going to release wildest dreams, my recorded version. Um, <laughs> that song just was such a big moment for me on the show. And Blake said to uh, I don't know if this was actually on the recorded show, but he was like, he might've been just under the radar, but right after this song, I think he just had a moment and now, yeah. And this, keep it like this and you'll do fine in the lives. And, um, so many comments and people saying, where's the, where's the studio version? I want, mm. I need a full version of this. It was received so well. So I thought from what it means to me and what it's meant to the people following me, I just want to start the year off with a recording and, 
I'm actually getting David Vogel from the season to play. He's agreed to play guitar on the song. Oh. And Carson Peters, who was my knockout opponent, great friend of mine, he's going to play the fiddle on the song. So I'm like bringing together the voice family with this. Um, and it's going to be it's going to be fun. That's so that, amazing. that'll be something to look out for. And, and then, of course, original music coming. And no, we'll definitely keep an eye out. Let us, And honestly, let us well, let Eddie and all of us know, because we'll We'll definitely post it and give you all the all the love. So um, it's exciting, though. Yeah. yeah, of course. That means a lot. Yeah, of course. And I, before I want to talk some Bachelor with you. But where can people find you? Whether it be Instagram, Twitter, all that fun stuff. Well, um, as far as streaming goes, I mean, and most people know this, but surprisingly, not everyone does. Um, four songs from The Voice, the season. I did record with Republic Records, and they're on Spotify. So you can find four of the performance studio versions out right now on any streaming platform. If you just type in Lana Scott, it'll pop up. Um, Soon, Wildest Dreams will be there, too. And then to follow my journey, um, the best place is Instagram. That's, you know, the day and age we live in. I, I put all my updates and everything there. And also just got a TikTok and learning that hey. whole world. Um, but yeah, Instagram is the best place for sure to follow my journey. And it's a measure of Lana is the is the name. Awesome. So go follow her. Go check her out. Obviously, she'll be posting dates and all that kind of things and some some updates on her life. But uh, let's talk Bachelor. Let's talk yeah. Bachelor. Yeah. So you're uh, you're watching this Clayton season, right? I did. I did start watching this season. Yep. We're only two episodes in, I guess, technically. But yeah. So who's an early favorite of yours? Who's an early favorite? I know it's hard. We don't even know their names really yet. I know. I'm still learning names. <laughs> you can Looking describe them, and I'll oh. see if I know their names. I know what she looks like. She's got dark brown hair, okay. kind of tan skin. I want to say it's. If you said it, I'll know it. Is it Gabby? Gabby, Rachel. She's Rachel, nope. Gabby, Susie. Darker hair. Is it? I want to say it's Genevieve. Yes, I was gonna say Genevieve, but I didn't know if that was exactly yes, Genevieve. Genevieve. I like okay. Genevieve. Okay. Okay. All right. That's a good one. I'm on the Genevieve train right now. There's some some good, good women. I, I think this season's gonna be wildly dramatic, and I know we say that every season. Right. But I feel like there's a there's some there's some drama. Well, what do you think of Clayton so far? I really like Clayton. I I I feel honestly like. I mean, I haven't seen every season, but I've seen a lot sprinkled in there, and I enjoy the show. Again, dream of mine to sing on the show. That would be amazing. Mm. Um, But I think Clayton is, like, that really charming guy next door. He seems to really appreciate the opportunity. He Mm -hmm. keeps saying, like, I'm so thankful. And you don't always see that. No. I think everyone's probably thankful at first, and then right away they're, like, in that mode of, I'm Bachelor. And it seems like he's... So far, like he's really taking it in. Like, wow, I've got all these women here wanting to to pursue me. Or he mm-hmm. seems to appreciate that, and he's, you know, full in going in for for it. And he seems yeah. honestly like he's really living in the moment with each person, which is cool. Because I think you know, if you're doing this show, you you probably should give give each person a, a full shot. So yeah, you definitely got to compartmentalize when you're on this show. I've, this, I've been this there. Is the it's first not season I've seen in a while where I'm like, I really don't know who he's leaning toward because he's seems really interested in multiple people. And I think I think that shows at the end from what we've heard, like. It's uh, it's a very interesting ending from what we've heard. Right. So, yeah, yeah. leading him into trouble down the road. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, it's good to, to stay open to everything, but if you're open to everything, it's not right. necessarily a good idea. Not necessarily to, a good thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but I agree with you. He seems very endearing. He seems like a nice kid. He's very humble and um, self-deprecating at times too. So I, I'm yeah. excited. I, I like him more than I thought I would. We didn't actually know him at all, to be honest, after Katie's season. So I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I thought bad for him that he was getting that hate that they showed at the after the final rose and I mean in a way 
being on a reality show myself, I understand some of that in a different way now. Like, mm-hmm. no matter who you are on the season, everybody had some kind of, you know, hater and something yep. that they were, people were saying against them. And now it's like, I feel for people more and just thinking, man, give them a shot. You know, like people are so loud on the internet. And so even this last episode, me and Eric, we were talking about how, you know, fortunately, uh, Shanae, Shanae, she, she did said some wrong things. She said some things that I think she regrets, but even then I was like, God, I hope she doesn't get too much hate. You know, like I know she fucked yeah. up, but like, I don't want her to get like murdered online, you know? So they are real. We are real people. Yeah. They are real people. Yeah, families. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, exactly. You yeah. do take real people right off the streets that are not, you know, TV media trained whatsoever. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, you get a little media training, but you can only be so prepared for thousands of people to suddenly be commenting and liking mm-hmm. your stuff and following. Who's your favorite so far, Blake? Ooh, uh, I think Susie. Susie's my early favorite so far. Susie. I yeah, I think she's my. She I like I like her just like she seems so lighthearted and like just has fun all the time, which is a good thing in this, in, in this environment, because it's so intense and can be so depressing sometimes Yeah. That, cause like your, you know, your boyfriend's dating other women. So like it can be very yeah. hard. So if you can, if you can keep that like lightheartedness when you're around him, uh, I think she's going to do well. And I like her a lot. So I we'll like see. Susie too. Yeah. She's I changed my answer. I have a tie between the two of them. Cause I forgot that their date was really, was really yeah, cute. Yeah. Their date was good. Well, it was their, yeah. their date was just like a real life date. I felt like it was very yeah. just normal. Yeah, I remember there was a moment where he said, like, sometimes I do a little wiggle and she yeah. kind of like she played <laughs> around with him and they had a real like laughing moment. And mm-hmm. I always think like laughter is the best recipe for success in a relationship. And if they're already laughing together under that kind of pressure of that environment, that's and, a good sign. And they both seem so uncomfortable, like with the, the bougie dates, like sitting yeah. in the hot tub <laughs> yeah. on a yacht, like I'm not doing this every Saturday. Yeah, helicopter on a yacht. Right. And I like that he said that too. He said mm-hmm. that straight to her face. Like, this is not what I normally do. Let's yeah. talk about that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, but I'm excited for the season. I think it's going to be a good one. Clayton's going to be good. And I think there's a lot of drama, enough drama, but also a good love story. So we'll see. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Well, Lena, you're the best. Thanks for coming on. We'll be in touch for sure. Obviously, when you drop some music and everything, just let us know. We'd love to help. It's coming. It's coming this year. For sure. For sure. Yeah. Everybody keep their eye out for her. She's going to be big. (laughs) Thank you, Blake. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you, Eddie and Eric. Nice to meet you, too. Behind the Rose is recorded live at the world famous Grizzly Rose or wherever we happen to be. Be sure to go check out our Instagram at Behind the Rose Podcast and follow us so you always know when we drop a new episode and give us all five of those stars. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time, Behind the Rose.